So this morning we're continuing and we're actually coming to like a crossover point. So we're going from one place to another. And the first book we were looking at over this time was first, first, oops, that was supposed to be a one. There we go. Let me try that again. There we go. First, first Samuel, and now we're crossing over from first Samuel to second Samuel. And so there's, there's, there's stuff that's happening now. And last week or last time, we were looking at the fact that, that David, he was out there fighting. Do you know what the name of the people that were fighting against Israel was? I don't mean like today. That's Hamas. Hamas is fighting against Israel. That's really bad to do when you fight against God's people. But, but back then, it was the name of a, a group. What was their name? Who remembers? Philistines, well done, very good. Yep. Um. The Philistines or Philistines, depending on how you pronounce it. And they were fighting. And remember, they were fighting against Israel. And David was out there. He's trying to do what he needs to there to help the people of God. And King Saul's out there. And what happens to King Saul? Do you remember? Yeah, he did. He fell on his sword, didn't he? But he got shot, didn't he? He got shot with some arrows. And then his son also, what was his name? Jonathan. And he was really good friends with David. And they both died. In fact, all of Saul's sons when the Philistines are out there. And they're out there continuing to fight. And Israel's out there fighting with them. And it's just not a good situation. Everyone's fighting. And while this is happening, Meanwhile, while all this was happening, something else was happening where David's house was. So he's got his army out and all the men are out. Who's left at home? David. Nope, David's out fighting. Who's at home? Samuel. Samuel's dead already. I'll give you a hint. When dad goes out to work, where's mom? Out the house. Well, yeah, maybe we need to have some teaching on that. What do you think, Doug? What happens is, is that mom and the kids are at home taking care of stuff that they have to there. But then what happens is, can say that word the Amalekites yes that's the way I've understood to say it 
And so these guys are also enemies with this. So while, while the Philistines are attacking from one side, the, Amali the, the, the um, Amalekites, pardon me, come and attack from the other side. That's probably what's going to be happening in Israel right today. So this is all not new. This has happened. But God always brings deliverance for his people. God always brings deliverance from his people. So Hamas is attacking from one side. It's in the news. Most likely there's another one that's coming in to attack them. It's the same thing that happened in, in David's life. But what happened with David is that they got back and they found where they were living in their city. That's a city. They were living and they'd been burned with fire. And they took all the kids and the wives captive and all the stuff. They took it and they ran off with it. And David gets back and he's like, what's going on here? I get hit from one side and I get hit from another side. And then even his mates were going like, David, like we trusted you. David, we were out with you and now look, our families are gone. And they started, they were getting ready. They wanted to take stones and throw them at David. And David's just like, he has to go and he separates himself and he just waits on the Lord. Because he knows God's called him. He knows God's told him some promises. He knew that God was there. He didn't understand how all this was happening or how it was all going to work out. But what he knew, God, I can trust you. And sometimes, boys and girls, listen, sometimes things can be in our lives where it's like all over the place. Like that happened and now this happened, now that happened. And we're like, what do I do? Take a moment and go and say, Lord, I thank you. You've got me. I put my trust in you. Everything's freaking out around me. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my school. And we can feel that way, and it happens. Does it mean you've done something wrong? No. Just go and, Lord, I need your help. If you learn that simple thing, because David had to go and encourage himself in the Lord. Because in the end, really, he's for you, then who's, who can stand against you? He's for you. And so that's what he does. So he, he, he asked the Lord what to do. The Lord made very clear to me. He says, I want you to gather up your, your army and I want you to go and I want you to get back everything that was taken from you. So he takes off and he goes with his entire army. And now while they're going, some of the guys, oh, I'm tired. I can't go any further. He says, stay there. And they go off and they, they fight and here, protect the stuff, our, our stuff that we still have here, protect that and we'll go and, and, and they, they took all of their people back. They got all their families back. They got all their kids back. And you know what else? Everything the enemy took, they took their stuff too. Oh, there's a spiritual thing in that. So the enemy likes to come and take stuff from you. He's a thief. He comes to steal, to kill, destroy. But I'm telling you, boys and girls, listen, doesn't matter how old you are, because these truths are true no matter what age or height I am. Lord, when he's working with you, he can help you take back more than what was taken. He can bless those situations so that you actually come out better than where you started. How? It's God. Everything is his. And they came back rejoicing. 
David had gotten back and his army had gotten back. Now, one thing kind of weird happened because when they went out and they came back, some of the guys who couldn't finish, they were like really tired and they were like exhausted and they'd been fighting here and fighting there and they were guarding this stuff. Some of the guys were like, listen, if you didn't go out with us, then you don't get to share in the spoil. And David's like, what? The Bible says it was wicked that they said that. It was bad. They said, no, if the ones that are staying home guarding the stuff and the ones that are going out to fight, listen, we share it across the board. We share it together. You don't behave that way. And they made a law actually in Israel that they'd never do that again. And David brought them all back because the Bible says that he... He saved his people. That's amazing, isn't it? If you listen carefully, you'll hear all the way through God speaking to us. He saves his people. And then it comes that David gets to hear more details about Saul and his friend Jonathan. How do you think it made David feel when his friend died? What do you think? Grief? When you say grief, what do you mean? Yeah, sad. Have you ever had anyone that you love that has, is not here anymore? Has that happened to you? I remember when I was young, my teacher, it happened to her. Somebody was drunk and hit her. And I had to go as a young man, I was like 10, 9. And I had to go, and, and, and she wasn't there anymore. She was my teacher. And sometimes when somebody, when those things happen, sometimes things happen and they make us feel really sad. Do you know something? When we're sad, God doesn't go, well, don't talk to me about it. You just handle it. Sometimes we feel like, well, no one's listening. I'm feeling really sad. And no one's listening. I'm telling you, listen, boys and girls, God listens. And, and God was hearing David as David was coming before God. And, and David had a special way of dealing with it. Maybe you have a special way of when you're sad to, to deal with things. But David, David was really good at writing songs. <laughs> and so he, he actually, he played a song and just spoke it out what he was feeling. Some of you might be gifted in that. Some of you, I pray, yes, Lord, bless them. Some of you might be creative to write or to paint or to communicate in different ways. And, 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 and David was sang a song about the sorrow that he was feeling. And in the process, David mourns. His heart is hurting. And boys and girls, listen, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's maybe not as, as big as a friend dying or something like that, but maybe our friend at school won't talk to us anymore. Or maybe 
I've, I've tried to do something and I just can't get it to work. You know, sometimes you have a project you're working on and you're like, I don't know, maybe Delorem, it happens to you sometimes when you're trying to make your bracelets and it just isn't working right and, and we can feel these kinds of things. Well, tell God. Don't pretend it isn't there. Tell God, tell God, I really feel stinky today. God, I don't feel right. My heart is hurting. Do you know, he says he's near to those that are brokenhearted. To those that are hurting, he draws near. God's presence will draw special near. And something else happens that kind of changes the tide of things. Because back when Samuel was alive, God said to Samuel, listen, Saul is being disobedient to me, and I'm going to anoint a man to be king who, is, who has a heart, a heart after me. And David became known as the man after God's own heart. Well, God promised it, and a long time has passed. Sometimes God says things, and we're like, well... God, when is it going to happen what you said? But then, Saul had died. And David then. David was anointed king. God's promise had come to pass. What God said would happen is now being fulfilled. And David's right in the middle of what God's doing. It's amazing when that happens. When God's doing stuff and you get to be right in the middle of what God's doing. And you get to be a part of it. At New Hope, we have lots of promises God has given us. And guess what? You're growing up right in the middle of it. You may not understand it all. That's all right. Hopefully mom and dad do, your parents do, whoever's caring for you does, that they're engaged in faith. Because that's what happens. And then when it comes to be fulfilled, how do you think you feel? You rejoice. You're glad. You know, the Bible talks about God in the Old Testament. God would give us pictures of what the coming of Messiah would be like, the coming of Jesus. And David ends up being one like that. It's amazing. He was anointed by God. And he comes and he defeats our enemies. He saves his people. In the midst of it, we find that, that Jesus actually quotes David. And even when he's on the cross, he's quoting what David wrote. Jesus, he's not just king. He's king of all kings. But David, David had to use a sword to, to help get his people free from the Philistines and the Amalekites. But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't use a sword. He didn't take anybody's life. The Bible says that he gave his life for us. And the way he deals with it is different. Anybody who tries to use a sword to build the kingdom of God nowadays, 
That's satanic. Yes, and that is as Islam. Islam is not a religion of peace. Islam is not a good thing. Allah and the God of Jesus, the God and Father, Lord Jesus Christ, is not the same person, are they, Ali? No. So we don't worship Allah. If you're a Christian, you cannot worship Allah and be a follower of Jesus. Jesus, he came not to to take men's lives or to destroy them. The Bible says that he came to save them. When you're a Christian, you don't trust in Allah, you don't trust in Buddha, you don't trust in, you don't trust in trinkets or charms to protect you from evil spirits. Jesus has all authority. And so we dis, we, we, if we have those things, we throw them away and we, we renounce them. The Bible says that Jesus came and gave his life to take our sin away. And when he went to the cross, he won the victory to deliver us from the enemies outside and the enemies inside to forgive us and make us clean and to release us so we could be followers of him. The Bible says that he was buried. They rolled the stone in front of the tomb. And on the first day of the week, God raised Jesus from the dead, declaring He's the Son of God with power. And Jesus then, not David, Jesus, has become our... Our Savior for those who trust in Him, those who follow Him. When I was just a little older than you were, Jesus is the one that touched my life and I follow Him. He's my Lord and my God. There are many, maybe some of your parents, they put their trust in the Lord Jesus. There was a time where they didn't, and then there's a time where they do trust in Him. The Bible says that we become Christians that way. We're born again, we're made alive, we're forgiven. We're accepted. And he keeps us on his side. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each and every one of these little ones. Lord, I break everything that's come against them in the name of Jesus. All depression, all lowness of heart. I pray for your healing over their hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you would release to them, Lord, those abilities to communicate extraordinarily. I pray, Holy Spirit, come upon them. Lord, cover them. Thank you for the blood, Lord, that Lord covers and cleanses from all sin. And Lord, we pray that they too will trust in you and call to you. And Lord, I thank you that you never turned anyone away who came to you. So I bless them, Father, bless their homes and their families. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. amen.